0: What's going on, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow is back at it once again, and this week we have a special two-part show recorded at the Sampler in Bushwick, Brooklyn. That's right, we're dropping two back-to-back episodes this week for your audio pleasure. In part one, BTBT hangs with the owners, Leo and Rich, who also happen to be some of FDNY's finest. We chop it up about their journey of purchasing and reopening the Sampler. We talk life, business, their influences, and lots of craft beer. Good conversation with good folks that we know you'll enjoy. Do you need that BTBT merchandise? No problems. We got you covered. Turn on your laptop, pull out your smartphone, or slide up to your desktops, whatever. Just get online and visit the BTBT store at BeertodayBeerTomorrow.com. The BTBT store has custom 16-ounce glassware and custom logo shirts. All proceeds go towards bringing you bigger, better, and more frequent and robust content. So what are you waiting for? Visit the BTBT store at BeertodayBeerTomorrow.com today. Hopefully you got brews in your hands or you're on your way to some. Either way, we hope you enjoy part one of a special two-part show featuring the sampler. And stay tuned, part two drops tomorrow. Hey, what's going on? This Beer Today. Beer Tomorrow. We are back at it. We're in Bushwick, Brooklyn at the sampler. Guys, how are you feeling?
1: Feeling good. Ready for another show, another beer.
0: Absolutely. And we have two very, very special guests. Gentlemen, Please, uh, please introduce yourselves.
2: Uh, this is uh, Leo. I'm the co-owner of the Sampler Bushwick. I want to thank you guys
3: for coming through. My name's Rich Mercado, one of the co-owners.
0: Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for having us. So I guess the first question, why the Sampler? Why here? What we'll, we'll made you guys get into this?
3: <laughs> um, I was a customer. That's how it all started. I came here when they first opened up. Um, I didn't really know much about craft beer. But uh, when I started coming here, Joel Suarez was one of the, uh, he was the bartender at the time. Mm. And I would just come here, sit, just try flights of beer. Started to learn more and more about the beer and stuff. Um, As the years went on, got to know, you know, all the other bartenders, the owner and stuff like that. And it wasn't until, um, I guess, December of 16, we found out that it was possibly for sale. And uh, it just kind of went from there. You know, every time I would, every time I would, every time I knew somebody, I would always invite them here because this was a place that I liked. Yeah. So I had friends that came from Germany, I had friends that came from Italy, from Belgium. I would always bring them here, and they loved it. And then a couple of times, like I would, I'd be put on social media, sitting at the end of the bar. You come through, I'm buying. Leo would show up, a couple of other guys, and that's kind of like how it started rolling. You yeah, know, I, I, I
2: usually tend to uh, hang out the place when the guy's buying. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah. I, I show up. <laughs>
2: it's
0: always, that's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, so so what, it, can you guys tell us a little bit about your backgrounds? It's just interesting to see, so you're not necessarily, you weren't coming from the craft beer scene, but you definitely grew to love and have an appreciation for craft beer. So what, what, what were you, what are you guys doing before this?
2: Well, uh, Rich and I are both, um, Firefighters. So I know Rich from that, and uh, Rich just made what 19 years, and yeah. uh, wow. I just made 18 years. And uh, we actually worked enough in, in, in the beginning in the same area. Uh, but Rich, at that time, it was like a rotation program, so he was out on Bay Ridge, and that's where I was assigned originally. But uh, Rich came back to his original house, which was based out here in Bushwick. And I grew up in Bush, right? This was, like, my area. In terms of craft beer, uh, I was introduced to craft beer, I guess, from Brooklyn Brewery. That's basically my introduction. I used to go there every Friday when they had those, uh, advanced
1: those tastings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where uh, we got that from. Here's a question out of uh, Left Field. Are you guys familiar with the rapper Ka? K-A? Yeah, I know Ka. Yes. Yeah, do you know him personally?
2: Or? I know him personally. He's a cap. <laughs> he's a captain over in Bestai. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> he's, he's he's a awesome yeah. dude. That that's that's very cool. Yeah. We're talking cool. about the captain. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Casim. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Okay. He's a very
1: very
2: yeah. nice. He got a little yeah. go a controversy, but that's hey, what yeah. rapper does it? You know? Right. That's,
1: yeah, that's right. what's up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He keeps real. You know? Yeah. I, he, I saw, he, surreal, you know, I saw all that in the paper. I was like, yo, that's come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: What's the vibe like here? Like, like well, How would you describe the vibe here at the sampler?
2: Well, it's funny because, um, yeah, like what Rich was saying, how, I, how this all came about was kind of funny. Like, Rich would always be a regular. I used to come every once in a while. <gasps> to pop in here and there. And uh, there was that time where he said, uh, I, I actually was drinking with him one day. I was like, oh, it would be cool to own a place like this, you know? And uh, Rich was like, well, yeah. Just left it out there, you know. Months forward, moving forward, uh, bumped into him again. Come over, he's like, you don't remember that time? He told me that uh, you, you know, we could own the place while well, they're selling the spot. I was like, really? It's like, okay. Uh, so what do you think? He's like, I don't know. What do you think? He's like, Oh fuck it, let's buy this place. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of weird, and that was like uh, our like business
1: kickstarted, so to speak. That's how it
2: got kickstarted. Yeah, exactly. Then we, you know, we got it contact with the owners and uh, it was a long process we negotiated and and that's how it came about but for me I always had that kind of I always wanted to invest in something especially a bar my father used to own a a bar restaurant in the Dominican Republic and he was always into the business aspects Mm -hmm. Uh, he was never like into the civil service so he always worked on his own and I've always dreamed about having a space where it could be you know with my background, that shows everything about what we, what we grew up with and, and things like that. And I think this is a perfect, you know, when this came about, it just organically just fell into place into what it is now. That's what's up.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about the process? So you guys were negotiating, you, you purchased a place, and, no, and what, what was that process like? And what was the process of, of actually getting this place back up and running?
3: It was a lot of hard lessons. <laughs> we took a lot on I mean, to sound funny, we took a lot of it on the chin, some of the shit that we kind of went through uh, right listen not to say that maybe some of it wasn't our own you know we have to take responsibility of that um you know it all started out where everything was everybody was very nice right you know uh we'll give you all the contacts we'll do this we'll come through and you know help you guys cause we all kind of knew each other we knew each other cause we were coming here right um But then, you know, we knew, but we also knew because we were coming here, some of the ins and outs, you know, and from other friends that would come here. If there was a day we weren't here, somebody would call or text me, you know, Rich, this just happened. So we kind of knew what was going on, and then as things were slowly, you know, coming around, I guess we could say we almost used that because we knew maybe it was a little slower, certain things were going on we kind of knew okay we want to get out of it whatever but that was part of the process to everything that was you know kind of happening it really shouldn't have been as bad as it was maybe as it got towards the end it should have been a turnkey situation we should have just been able to walk in whatever was here was left and uh, I don't know maybe I don't know I got a little
2: I, I think the from the business aspect I mean we didn't there was a lot of inexperience there. Yeah. So we, we learned the hard way of how to transfer a business to one another. Uh, we knew the sample was great. I mean, it, it had a great rep from the get, you know. It's just a matter of the management. The management that was here before, for whatever reason, you know, whatever personal reason, they just had to get rid of the place. And uh, that kind of worked to our advantage. But our naiveness said, okay, we buy this place. It took us a while for negotiating. But we got to a, a certain level. We got there. And then... We literally thought that Okay we got the space Let's open up next week And that didn't happen that
1: way <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
3: well That was the license issue And that was part yeah. of it We relied on the lawyers The information from the lawyers Which we thought was going to be good Right And in hindsight we could, A lot of it we could have did it on our own yeah. But the previous owner's end Everything was supposed to be transferred over You know we're like, like We're fighting to get the email Right The website All these little things and whatnot, and And can't get anything Wow. And uh, the license issue basically was it should have been a, I guess, a transfer. We have a temporary, we have his, you know, in the interim. I'm going to say. It's been four maybe months. Four days? No, no, but four oh. days after we closed. Yeah. We're sitting here just where we are now, and we're just going through some of the stuff. And then the text message is like, oh, I just want to let you guys know I, I surrendered my license. And it was quite wow. literally like, oh, shit, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So we, so we called the lawyer, and the lawyer says, look, there's two ways. You know, either he surrenders it in good ke- in, in safekeeping, which is we have a, you know, we would have a temporary, yep. and we still have his available, or he just completely surrendered it. He basically just surrendered it completely. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we could have just opened up, kept everything the way that it was. I mean, we had beer, and there was stuff that was here, so there would have been a little bit, you know, it would have been open. It didn't
1: work out that
3: way. Wow, wow. You know, so that was all part of the, the little process. Why do you
1: think that happened?
2: You know yeah. what? It's, it's supposed to happen that way. That's why. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to answer that way. <laughs> <laughs> for my own sanity and sake. Actually, no, it actually did kind of work out. I mean, it was funny because, yeah, we saw the, the space the way it was. We knew we had to, like, uh, revamp it a little bit and... And bring some kind of life into it, because it was dying out. It was like a this thing that was so great at one point, and it just like started slowly dying out. And it was like there was really—I didn't feel no life in it. So it didn't happen. We didn't open up. I started. I come from a art and design background, besides being a firefighter. That's what I went to school for. And I was like, you know what? Let's just start. We got time now. So let's just start, you know, cleaning up the spot. Let's just make it to what we want it to be. You know, at least so in that sense uh, being closed for that long it, was, it turned out to be like four months we just had the time although the first month we were just like oh man what are we doing like there was no real concept um and i was just we just sitting here like kind of almost depressed like what the hell we're we getting into rich we was we're doing good in <laughs> fd you know like we don't really need this however it's like now nah, we're gonna make this happen we're already in it you know we're in the sea we'll swim a little don't fucking make it to shore and sure enough it just hit. It just came organically. Like I was watching. It was during the summer, so I'm, I'm looking at all these tourists walking by, and guides with uh, looking at this, all this artwork. I was like, you know what? I got to get these people in here somehow. I know about. T- I'm also a big fan of the whole graffiti scene, and it just hit me, just like like a bolt. Like you know what? Let's make this, you know, old school urban Bushwick. Uh, New York, not just Bush, but New York in general, what it's really about. Because yeah. I was listening to these guys, and to be quite honest, uh, I don't know what the hell they were talking about when they were talking about the graffiti on the walls, but like, <laughs> we're have to teach these people a lesson a little bit here. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting, right, because because this is a great location, great spot. This neighborhood has has obviously changed a lot, and it's great to see a place like this where, let's be honest, I mean, this neighborhood is is extremely gentrified now. It, it's It's good to see that some of the roots... Are still here So I mean I, I'm excited I, I like this place A lot Yeah um, So so when you guys So how long was it From okay You know you guys Official owners To actually opening The doors The first day of business
3: About six months No Well it was um, It was July 28th Or 24th When we closed And we have, we did a soft opening December 23rd And it, January 5th We actually did The grand reopen Right So
0: all right, it's not, it's not too bad. I, I remember when I heard initially the sampler closed. The sampler closed under the previous management. It was like kind of a surprise. It almost kind of seemed like that was yeah out of nowhere. It's like what? Why
1: I thought right that, that, that it was made like an infestation or something like that. Am <laughs> I totally out of? Am mind totally <laughs> here? Wow, no, yeah. that, that didn't happen. <laughs>
3: okay. Now yeah. it, it was just, listen. It was just the process, the whole negotiations, the months that were going on. Um, listen, we did taste the Bushwick and. You know, we came in and we're like, all right, we're gonna be the new owners, and that was the whole big thing, right. and it was great. Yeah. You know, we brought in, and part of like you asked, like the vibe, and what Leo had mentioned, it's it's more of like uh, we're not we're not excluding anybody. We want to bring in a lot of the old, the older people or, or original residents of the neighborhood, so it's yeah. a more of a Spanish right. thing in a way. And Absolutely. so we had, I mean, we had beers, we had three different beers, we had uh, a Puerto Rican moonshine. Nice. Uh, from Port Morris Distillery called Pitoro. So they, they brought in and they gave us some stuff. We're talking about the taste of bushwood yeah. yeah, And with all that we and we, we had empanada. So that was part of what we wanted to do. Right. And but we were gonna keep it open. Yeah, it was we kinda even, like a preview offered, yeah. of,
2: of what we wanted our our vision. It was more like uh how do you say like we believe a like lot a, in like uh, a taste of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's a little taste. Taste of bush there, yeah. yeah. there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. A little a little taste. Uh, just enough to wet my beak. So yeah. sweet, you
1: know? <laughs>
2: but um, yeah. I mean, we believe a lot in uh, unity and diversity. So it's not about, you know. I grew up in this neighborhood, so I knew what this neighborhood was about. Like, especially this area where we're at right now, Star Street, Troutman, Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. And this was, area was nasty. This was no joke. This was like, you know, you know, ground zero for the shit. You know a a, a lot has changed. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because I go to Maria Hernandez Park. Not too long ago, I'm walking by, and I see people having a picnic there. Like, I had no clue what this was yeah. back in the day. And not only that, mentioning Maria Hernandez. Yeah,
3: why it was named. Like,
2: do you even know who Maria Hernandez yeah. was and what that's about? And they're like, no, who is she? It's like, well, that name didn't just come randomly. This was a, uh, a woman that cared a lot about her community, didn't want to see, you know, it, you know the drug dealing that was happening right in front of her, her building and stuff. And uh, she... Made her words sound, and unfortunately, she, got, she sacrificed her life for that. Wow. So, we want to pay homage to you know, people like that, like the real history of what Bushwick is about. Like, mm-hmm. People should know what this is. And you know what? We mentioned this as like, we were in the process of, of, of buying the place. We talked to people, like the newcomers and old and alike, and they were like, yo, this would be great if you guys could like, really bring that to the table here. Think that's what we're trying to the vibe that we're trying to create.
0: So it's kind of like kind of taking some of the old and blending it with the new. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. That's, that's it.
1: Now, I should ask I, I know that when you first started coming here, you had mentioned that you're you, you, you were pretty you didn't know much about craft beer. So, is, is there was there a time when you were just like, yeah, I'm just into some craft beer? And was there a certain style or beer? that led to that you know what I'm not in the beginning I wasn't really into a lot of the IPA beers little, it
3: was just the taste I mean but even over the years they've gotten a lot better double IPA whatever it is for me I'm more of a Belgian beer guy um, you know I've been to Germany the beers were absolutely phenomenal but again over the years whether it's an IPA uh, a stout even the Amer- even an American made Saison uh, like Gunhill makes they're phenomenal. So, I mean, I'll always like the Belgian beer, German beer, stuff like that. But there's a lot of good, you know, American-made beers that are here. And it's just, a, for me, it was just a process of tasting them. Even if it was bad. If I had a flight, it was, you know, I, not bad. But if I didn't like it, i just go on to the next one. But for us right now, or for me right now, there's still so many that are out there. It's just a, it's just a learning process, you know, to pick them all up, pick up all the little the nuances of the beer and, you know, and stuff like that. That's where Joel comes in. You know, um, Casey from uh, Casey BC, he used to work here. So he was one of those guys when I would walk in, Rich, I got this beer for you. You got to try it. Because he knew what I liked. You know, and that's part of, you know, having somebody like Joel and whether it's Matt, Carla, or Boa that are here now, they can pick up on those things if they know somebody, kind of pick something out for them, what they'll particularly like
2: that's a great question. I mean, that's um, the whole process of learning about the beer, the whole, but you're not really used to that whole culture. I mean, it's a relatively new culture when it comes to it, and I, I thought it was pretty amazing. You know, from a guy that used to drink, you know, private stock and uh, O.E., <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you
1: know, <laughs> yeah. back in the day, St. and then just
2: graduated to the Heineken's and the Coronas, yeah. and then going to Brooklyn, which is when my introduction to something yeah. different. I mean, just keep yourself open to trying new stuff. And in beer, I mean... It's kind of funny, like, you invest in what you like, and beer was it for me. Like, I love beer. So yeah. learning through the process, I tend to go towards the, uh, you know, the IPAs, and that's, that's where I'm at.
0: That's, so, so currently, uh, how many beers do you guys have on tap
2: here?
3: Well, we have 20 taps. Yeah. Um, I think 18 of them are on draft. We have a, but we also have a Rise Cold okay. Brew, mm-hmm. so we have a cold coffee, we also do Prosecco.
1: Right. Okay. So we have
3: that. You know, we also have that Here's a little something that uh, Joel put together. So you can get Prosecco as a regular pour. or we have a, a drink that we made up called the Chimosa. Okay. It's a take on a mimosa. So it's, it's Prosecco with passion fruit. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's a little bit, again, it's a little bit of a twist because if you use the word Chimosa it's like a reference to a woman or a person that gossips too much. The yeah. okay. Latin version of it. Right, so right. basically, you know, instead of the mimosa, the orange juice, we went with passion food. Yeah, you need Stop. to have
1: yeah. a bottomless chimosas. She's like <laughs> chimosas. There you go.
3: There you go. In Spanish, there'll be a lot of pochichando, oh, yes. all gossip. A lot of
1: talking. <laughs> By the way, I
2: gotta, am sorry, I gotta give a shout to Joel because honestly, what we were talking about when well, we were going to purchase this place... Yeah. I told Rich, I don't really know much about running a bar. So that was an aspect that we left out, and we got to really give a shout out. He's not here right now. He's trying to make his way here. Um, was, okay, if we're going to do this, we got to bring somebody in that's been around. So Rich suggested uh, Joel Suarez, uh, a.k.a. Uptown Ales, a.k.a. Muffin Man, who's, a <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> who's an interesting character. so young guy, energetic, knows his craft. He knows the business from inside and out, and he became a godsend to us, so he was perfect fit, um, very energetic. I've been actually learning a lot of the the new school language, too, because uh, he'd be saying it's lit, and it's... Uh, <laughs> 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 and uh, You heard? That, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's, that's my boy, Joel. Right. And he curated all the beers that you see here. Now. Oh, nice. He's got good taste.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Joel, because he, he was one of the people that we were connecting with to kind of make this happen, Absolutely.
2: so... Yeah.
1: All good, all good. Now, going back to uh, the drafts and uh, Prosecco, you, I, I see you also have liquor. Yes. Here. Okay.
3: So, well, in the beginning, the sampler, when it was here, it was just strictly beer. Yeah. I think within maybe the second year, maybe 2014, they started introducing it. They, I mean, they had a list, it was pretty extensive, but I don't I think even when Joel was here, he didn't really know much about it. Joel was a, Joel was a beer guy. Um, but they've always kept it They kept it You know Until we had Until we took over So now it's something That we're just gonna Keep going I mean I'm into I mean I know You know I know what I like There are certain Bourbons that I like There are certain whiskeys that I like A lot of I mean there are some I guess they're more Commercial So like we have A, a bottle of few Four Roses um, Guys that like whiskey There's a Jameson's Up there But It's a craft beer bar So we So I You know We also got uh, Jameson's IPA uh, castmates IPA, or the mm-hmm. Castmates and you know stout. Yeah. You know, still keeping in you know the the, the whole. Uh, well, I think the the history what it behind is, it. Is craft beer. The history right. behind,
2: it, as far as I was concerned, uh, um, of the former owners, they actually have a liquor store yeah. in the city, so they wanted to make this a liquor store. Yeah. However, at the time they were doing it, there was one opening up around the corner. So they were like, "Oh man, you have to like reprogram the whole business plan, and they made it a craft beer yeah. place." Um, right. Yeah.
1: Interesting. That okay. Is interesting.
2: So now
0: you guys also have bottles and cans. Roughly, you know, rough estimate. How, at any given time, how many bottles and cans would you guys say you guys have here uh, on, for sale?
2: I would say in total, maybe like two hundred different types, or more or less, right? Because
3: yeah. I'm
0: looking list? at it over here. I mean, I mean, you got a full wall here of <laughs> well, bottles just, and cans.
3: That's just what's here. That's not including the stuff that's in the in the walk-in. So I mean, right. it could be anywhere 200, 300. You know, I mean, all the bottles that are on the on the wall right now. We have everything cold there as well. Yeah. You know, there's a version of you know whatever's down at the bottom here. You know, same thing that's in the fridge. So there's a, you know there's a lot of little stuff. You know, between uh, fifteen packs, twelve packs, and stuff like that. So there's there's quite a bit. So I mean, I guess we're running anywhere between. 200 300 total nice and
0: and 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 you can do so i noticed you guys have four packs six packs and you can take those to go somebody just wants to come they're on the run that
3: was that was the whole that was the other thing initially you can come in here you can either drink or you can take it as as it being like a retail spot the only thing and again this is joel joel came up i mean before a lot of it were growers. yeah people are getting away from it um but at least if you come in here you can mix and match whatever you want. You have that option. You know, yeah. you don't yeah. just have to come in here and get, you know, I mean, we do have, you know, um, set cases, 12 Jack Abbey's Ale or even yeah. Dogfish, you know, whatever's around. Just pick and choose whatever you want. Yeah. You know, so at least you have that variety that's there.
2: But also remember that the old sampler, um, they had shelves and shelves lined up, mm-hmm. you know, all across the wall of just straight-up beers, like a library of beer, which, which is pretty cool and, and to see. But realistically, it's like, uh, there was some beers that was sitting there for quite some time. It's like, who's actually going to drink all that? So we, yeah. we narrowed it down, actually, a little bit because uh, we thought we just bring the special stuff, you know? Let's bring the good stuff. Right, right.
0: And I think, you know, it's part of that, you know, social media culture, too. People want to mix and match. They want to get their pictures up on the Internet and all that. So I think I think that, that's a cool option, especially from... from craft beer heads like us, like we like variety. So it's like even though there's there's a lot of good beers, I, I would prefer a mix and match as opposed to just buying a four pack or a six pack. So I think I think that, that's a really awesome a really awesome option. So now it do you guys also allow if someone comes in and they see something in, in the cooler that they like as opposed to up on the board, they can they can purchase that and drink that here? Yes.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Very, Very cool.
0: Very I mean cool.
3: the only listen, the only the only you know whether it's a can or the bottle you Know uh, between the, the you know the 20 drafts and what's there, just pick and choose whatever you want. You can stay, yeah. There's a right. small porking fee yeah. for
2: the stuff that you guys uh, if you take it out of can. If, you, if you're gonna drink it here, obviously you're gonna right. charge that because of uh, the pricing element of it. And uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's the at least we're offered the uh, you know the option that's out there. It's so like if you don't you're not feeling something, or maybe you see something that's not on draft that oh man, I haven't had this for a while, let me try this. You know, it's, it's that option's there, but
3: yeah. when I real quick when I that was part of it when I used to come here <clears throat> I would follow the social media aspect of it was huge because I would follow what was going on yeah I would see what they what they had on tap because it was always changing if I'd come in I'd see what was there if there was something that I didn't like particularly it wasn't a big deal
1: mm-hmm.
3: i just pick something you know I'd just pick a bottle pick a can right. whatever it was and I'd, I'd just go from there so at least with that there's such a, a big variety you know you can choose from
0: Right, and what I like is that I, I, you know, a place like this, I come here, I can have a couple of beers on draft, and then when I'm leaving, right. I, I can get that to go. Absolutely, and that's yeah. what I
3: used to do when I came here. If they had something that was in, on tap, all right, I, I'll have to get a grout. If not, no big deal. I'll drink whatever's right. here. There's a couple of things here that either my, uh, my wife or somebody else might like. I pick it and I take it to go. So, the yeah, other thing we the,
2: also see a lot here since we've been open is, uh, you know, people come out of the train. This is a, a block with the train station, the Jefferson uh, Avenue uh, Jefferson Street train stop, yep, right off the L RDL train, right here, right up the block. You can come right in and just uh, grab a six pack because if you don't have time, you know, on a weekday, you just take it home and watch whatever it is going to do
1: with it, and just uh, that's a great option to have. Very cool. Now, how how hard is it, you know, managing? I know, I know, you guys said you're firefighters, managing that and working. I mean, owning this business. Well, being a firefighter and owning the business. Yeah, See, we're very. Fortunate, I mean, FDNY
2: offers an incredible schedule. Um, so we have a lot of time off, so to speak. You know, we work 24 hour shifts, we're off for a few days. But to tell you the truth, the ins and outs of this spot uh comes from Joel, he runs it absolutely. He that's why he that's why he was key for us in general. He curates the beer, he deals with the distributors and the and the brewers, and uh. Manages, even the staff he came with a whole the set of staff these guys all came from the Bronx they were like they believe in this I mean they Joel and his, and his crew they're all about the beer you know they live and dream they, they have an uptown they society, believed in right? this
3: the main thing is that they believed in Joel and yeah. then in turn it was us Joel was on the extreme extreme short list he was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, if, if Joel couldn't do it, we would have to figure out another way. And yeah. he had other things that were going on. But when it, when it came up, it was something that he was like, all right, this might be it. But when he came in, he came in with, you know, with his staff. And like I said, they believed in him and everything just kind of turned into what it is right now. Well, a lot know? of stuff so with him kind of is works. like,
2: you know, he started here. So he started the whole craft. He was one of the first employees at the sample. He learned the business. And after he left from here, I mean, he had four or five years to really learn every aspect of it. He became a cicerone. and I mean, the kid, the kid has the energy. And he loves, he's got passion. He wants to do something, which is it gives us older guys hope that you know <laughs> the youth got you know they got some spark in them you know they about the business you know. Yeah. What I mean?
1: He's gonna love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna love we it. can't say. I mean, I wish he was here he's because he's gonna
3: love it. But he also he's gonna. I know he's gonna be upset. that yeah, he's he'll be, not be tight. Here. He'll be like, because yeah. he's like
2: one of these kids that are trying to get on Vice or something like that. You know. What I mean? <laughs> and he should be, by the way. So if y'all listening, come come check out Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna ask. I was gonna say and ask. Uh, talking about how you have these all these options, right? Like you can get cans to go, you can get beers here, or whatever. I also do
3: appreciate that you have multiple sizes. You know, you can get smaller, Absolutely. Yep. Like personally, I'm one of those people. If I can't do a flight, even if it's smaller pores I try a few.
0: Much much better that way. No.
3: But you're talking about social media. You know, be like, oh, something popped up. I want to check it out. What's what's new? What's going on? Are you guys planning to get on like? Beer menus are uh, well yeah so, where, where so that people know exactly. yeah that's where again that's where Joel comes in
2: um, beer menus updated by yeah. the way we, we constantly be on top of that so whatever beers you see there it's, it's what's is what we what we currently have yeah.
3: in the beginning again I followed everything that was going on here like uh, my wife and I would come here and I was just explaining they used to do um, beer and cupcakes so they do a pairing they do pies. So they'd have different beers paired with pie. So I followed all these little things. They'd say, oh, let's go check this out. They even did uh, a whiskey tasting here. Mm-hmm. So that all these things would come up. And again, they were on, like I would go to beer menus, I would see or even go to their website. But then what Leo brought up, you know, there was a slow decline in things. Okay, now I go to beer menus, hadn't been updated. So now they're not on there anymore. Uh, you go to the website, you know it's running there, right now yeah so the the, 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 uh, Bear with the beer us. list Working is, on that yeah the beer list is not updated so now you can you know there were little things that were going on all right i would still come in but it was easier just to go through that and follow it so now joel comes in you know joel across the board you know joel handle, like i might do certain things on facebook You know, we can both, or all of us can actually get on Instagram and do certain things. Mm -hmm. Facebook page is a little bit different because it has to be like more of a business thing. Yeah. So I have to, you know, you'd have to boost certain things to try to get, you know, uh, to cover the range of exposure and stuff like that. Right. But he came in, he had everything laid out, you know, who will have to contact, what we have to do. It's almost like
2: he was sitting there waiting. He had this plan. He's like, I just need a chance, man. (laughs) And he went and he ran with it. I'm telling you, he just... He took that baton and took it off. Absolutely. Wow, wow. So
0: let, let me ask. So when you guys are not drinking the beers here, you know what what kind of you know what kind of beers are you guys drinking? You know whether it be craft or not craft, and what kind of breweries are you guys really checking for?
2: I stay local. I mean the guys from I mean Finback. All I I usually go to because it's not too far. Uh, Bridge and Tunnel obviously, it's not too. I, it's walking distance from where I live at. At Rich is awesome. He's always uh, yeah. has great stories to say. Uh, the guys from KCBC have been amazing, supportive to us. We're actually in collaboration with a beer with them coming up soon. Uh, it's you know, anything local around this area, I'll stop by. Other half every once in a while, i nice. go through also. Yeah. You know. So are you, are you able to speak about the collaboration beer with KCBC? Well, it's in the works. Let's just say it's the Latino-based, fruits, and it's something decent. and That's something that we're trying to, like, uh, Incorporated in, in what the sample is about. I mean, right. we're all about the culture, you know. So, whether it's the art, like next, you know, and the beer, um, we want to see certain ingredients involved with beers. And and everybody's willing to do that if they're willing to work with us. That's that's awesome, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Very cool. Very cool. It's, it, it might be something. It's in the works. We're going to meet the, with them on Sunday. We already talked about what it's going to be like, and uh, hopefully in the near future, be out there. You're gonna. <laughs> Uh,
3: try it out right here at the oh, sampler. Well, yeah. listen, when we, when, we were, <laughs> when we were going through our process and all the negotiations back and forth... That's where we would hang yeah, out. Yeah, we case. would leave here. They're we'd, literally a, a block go, away. Yeah, so. we'd go over there. <laughs> Craft culture was big. We'd go there. Yeah, like, we we'll go to craft oh, Let's go to craft
0: culture. We we'll go there. Good spot. We yeah. speak. Good spot. We did an we, episode with that. Yeah. Yes. We yes.
3: yes. 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 go there. All right. We drink, and the next thing you know, all right, the meeting's over. We just drink the rest. And it's of the funny. Time. He went through his
2: challenges too, which is like, you know what? You got to give props. You know, yeah. you just got to follow through and keep going. You know what I
1: mean?
0: Yeah. No, it's hard. It's hard, especially. It easy <laughs> it's a- anywhere, but especially here in New York, just going through the right. process yeah. of getting something up and running. It's you know, everyone has their own stories of how difficult and. They got their own horror stories and shit so it's it's but it's great when it finally happens right
1: yeah oh, absolutely. absolutely
0: so now you guys have like themed events and like theme nights going on here too yes
2: yes so uh, we're, we're just closing that uh, up on the uh especially on the graffiti art and the urban art in general it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be just graffiti but urban art in general uh pay homage to the, the old school cats uh that started it off like Eric Orr, Crash, and uh, Cyanide, and Samo, who was an artist who, who used to write with uh, Basquiat, and Eric Orr, who who, uh, who invented the first hip-hop comic book, and he's been instrumental in getting these guys here, and we just want to keep it on. Next month, we're preparing for the Black History Month, so we're going to showcase a lot of black artists, and they're already. You know, the love has been incredible. They like they want to show the work here, which is what I really uh, want to show and want to incorporate and, and educate people on. Uh, you know, what great is it to be a kind of museum quality work and having some great beer to go with it? You know. Like,
0: yeah. Absolutely. And, and now you guys mentioned, obviously, you know, KCBC and local guys have been very supportive. How, how's the craft beer community been in general? How, how have they received you guys?
3: They've been um, absolutely phenomenal. They really have. I mean, the guys from KCBC, they were here from the soft opening to the grand reopening, even just coming through. Lineup, up. Know, uh, uh, Katarina
2: yeah. has always been on board. And, uh it's just honestly that's one thing is a great question because you know i i wasn't really around a, a crappier culture now that i'm in it, it's like going to these events and just I mean it's not that big of a of a, i guess of a, of a culture like uh, i mean that's still growing as, as you go but so you always bump into these same peoples here and there and it's just a the passion is amazing and and i'm learning a lot as i go by you know i can't tell you you know, the citrus or the, or the fruit or whatever hop this is, but I can tell you if it's good or not. But they, you know, these guys break it down for me, and I love that. It's like, okay, I'm loving it. It's cool. All right. All right. <laughs> That's
0: cool. That's cool. So now, what do you, what are you guys, in, so obviously you've been, you guys have been open a few months. What, what are you envisioning for the, for the immediate future and long-term future of, uh, of the sampler? Well,
3: the immediate, I mean, there. Joel has a lot of, uh, like you mentioned, themed events. Yeah. So, you know, February's black artists, photographers, stuff like that. March, he has something set up where we're going to feature all women artists nice. and photographers. So there's always going to be a little something. Um, you know, Joel, Joel, who's big in the skateboard community, uh, him and him and uh, Leo are both, you know, big with the graffiti, old school and stuff. Yeah. So there'll be stuff that's, you know, playing on the projector. It's about, but yeah. he's got movie night. You know, they're going to be a, a bunch of different little things. Even, even when the... If there's a particular theme for the month, there might be little thing, you know, little things in between. In. Yeah. You know, for the, in between those Yeah, weeks we, we, and we, days. we want
2: to introduce like the uh, the whole urban lives, like the whole New York, gritty with the new, and uh, we haven't introduced the food yet. Um, there's that aspect that we want to touch upon. I think y'all gonna love. When we start having our San Cocho Sundays, which is, you know, <laughs> nice. some empanadas. You know, that's like a nice hangover helper for whoever wants. And then you right here to keep it going, too.
1: <laughs> nice. Now, now, uh, changing gears a bit, you guys kept the name of this sampler. How important was that for you guys?
3: They fought me on it. Uh, well, maybe not so much Leo. I know Joel. Because want, you know what it was. Joelle wanted her to break away, um, because of I guess part of the memory that was there. It was you know some yeah, of the little things that went on. Thing it was per- yeah. Little. But for me, you know, and uh, for what my wife does for a living, when, when again going back to the social media and the way everything is done, it was it was huge, because the name was already established. Yeah. Um, you know, following. Uh, reviews, ratings, Foursquare, Yelp, Google. Right. Again, those are that was a big issue because it would make it a lot easier. You know, there were names that we came up with, but now you change the name, you know, now you're kind of jumbling around what's or, what was already established. Well, the thing
2: is the sampler was known for its core, which is the beer, and right. that's what they're famous for. I mean, what, what made them what people love, you know, and especially in the, in the craft beer culture. So we wanted to make sure that people understood that, you know, we're gonna keep. That's our core too. It's all about the craft beer. We're gonna have the best beer possible. I mean, we pretty. Much, you just needed better management. It's, that's all what it came down to. So it's like, why change something that's not really broken? I mean, it was a little broken. Let's let's fix it. You know, let's let's keep it going. Let's make it even better. You know.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so now, if someone comes in, let's say someone walks in off the street they're not a crappy person, right? But they're curious. What would you guys say to them? Or what would you guys, you know, recommend for them to, to, to give a try? <laughs> Phenomenal
2: know? question. We thought about that a lot. Like, I, I was a guy that, like I said, I, I went to Brooklyn Brewery for, you know, since when they first opened up. So we had a lot of, me and my buddies, just like a handful of us at that time, they used to do that. So there was, uh, most of the people that was, uh, that we hung out with never even like, oh, what are you drinking that crap for?" <laughs> you know <laughs> So it was more like let's start you do. but now you know it's become more popular and these guys are like you know die hard, you know uh, if they try try to, uh, you know, uh, type of people, but now we start introducing them slowly about the crap. now they can't touch that other crap, you know like they can't have it. So this is the kind of education we want to have here, you know it starts. Just by introducing something a little bit more lighter, maybe a log or pills, or something that that'll gear them towards. Right. Let's try this afterward, you know. And then it's, it, you'll develop a power. Like I'll tell you, what well, it's not easy to have a a sour from the get, you know. So you yeah, you don't right. want to you can't introduce somebody into that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So with the flights so good, and I have family that never really had crap beer, but they come over because they're supporting. So I'm like, all right, let's have a little sampler, you know. Let's let's start with this, and then graduate up to this. And, you know develop your palate. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you this. It's all about educating. I'm going to
3: use the one Joel uses <laughs> because you know we Leo and I know this but we have a, a little issue with a lot of the guys in the firehouse. Uh, <laughs> that's right. They want Budweiser. Right. They want Bud heavy. Yeah. They want, yeah. want course in and yeah. man. You know and listen. All right, that's what you like, that's fine. You can go better than that. So Joel Joel's thing is is that he'll ask you what do you like? So I remember the first time I had like a Killian's Red. I, yeah. I was like, oh shit, this is, it's good. Yeah. It's better than, you know, what the other stuff was. And then there was a, you know, you graduate. So Joel will, you know, he'll ask you, especially if they know nothing. And you and we have it, people will come here, oh, you don't have Budweiser, you don't have this. I'm like, well, it's a craft beer place. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, we're you not know, gonna sell Budweiser you're, you're
3: not gonna so have any Budwiles or not we're now. gonna do that. So but, you know, but, but Joel will come in here he'll ask So I so <laughs> we had the grand reopening and there were there were a bunch of guys from the firehouse that were here. But again, that's what they like, which is fine. So what did Joel do? These guys were drinking Jack, Ab- Jack Abbey's ale. And they absolutely loved it. The the rep was here, he was pouring some tropical IPL. They didn't even realize what it was. They all, all they knew was that it was good. Right. so that's where that kind of comes in so now the same guys that were going and buying uh, Budweiser or, or Coors Light in the case now I have guys asking me oh you have that Jack Abbey's a 15 pack Jack yeah. Abbey's has a variety pack so now they're coming buying a variety pack yeah. as opposed to doing that uh,
2: you know Firefly is a pretty uh... yeah. The tradition and Creatures of habit at, sometimes. and not exactly not changing the, the things. So that was a challenge that me and Rich always laugh about. We're like, oh, how are we gonna convince these guys to uh, this? But it Joel's like, I'll give them the the, the blindfolded t- tasting test. You know what I mean?
0: That's fun. But you know, it, I think with the craft beer, the whole thing is like exposure, right? Because exactly. people people Absolutely. you 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 know you know what you like and you keep going to that. Yep. But it's yep. you you don't know what's out there. A lot yep. of people who are who don't know about craft beer, they don't know about all the different Flavor spectrum that's out there, and I. Listen, I,
3: I, Joelle mentioned sours. All right, so I tried it. Actually, pretty good. Yeah. But then it's to the point where you know I'll drink. You know, they they were selling it here at the sampler at the time when I was coming as a customer. It's a thirty-dollar bottle of Goose Island. Nah. Meanwhile, I'm like, all right, this is. I'll just. to me, I didn't mind spending the $30, you know, on on that. And then I took it to the next level. Yeah, Goose Island makes a lot of uh, Belgian-style beers here in the United States. I'll go and I'll drink the Rotenbach, the Rotenbach brand crew Yep. You know, and I just kept, you know, and it just kept going from there. And then, again, your palate will kind of, you know, evolve and you kind of figure out, like it says, it's sour cherries, it's... You know, there was some, like, if you go, like, on a lamb back or yeah. where it's a little more fruitier, the, the alcohol content's not the same. But, again, there's a sweetness to it, but it's not crazy. So, again, it was the exposure to it, just giving it a shot. You know, and, yeah. again, the yeah, It's funny here, because we were, like,
2: uh, I mean, I would just tell people that don't know... Like uh when you're drinking wine, I mean, what kind of wine do you like? do you wanna buy that two dollar bottle or you wanna buy a nice little oh I'm gonna buy this, okay? Yeah. Same with whiskey or rum, with anything. Beer's the same way. Let's uh move on now. Step up your game, my friend.
1: Yeah. Hey. I mean
0: it, <laughs> it's the crappy is the experience, right? Exactly. I mean you know, you're drinking it exactly. but but it, it's it's an experience that's tied yeah. to What Whatever to
2: happens it. in that, you know, in your palate, and your mouth, I mean it's delicious. I mean yeah certain beers that you, you still have that taste, it's like, oh man, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And some guys actually when we had our grand opening, uh, there was some firefighters that came over, one of them drank stout. That's all he drank. So obviously the style he's got is the Guinness. So was like, try this evil toy in uh, cocoa, Jesus cocoa. Oh man, they were like doping on that shit.
3: <laughs>
2: they're like, yo, I want some more of that. Well, within
3: within that, I think within that week, they were all sold out of all the cans oh, of the evil twin. <laughs> yeah. Which is so a beautiful we thing. Had it, like it back, and now people we want in to educate. It. Exactly. Right. I was
2: like, Very and cool. I want I want to educate the, the bodeguero on the corner. You know what I mean? Like let them know what this craft beer is about. Cause they they this the neighborhood like you said was changing, It's changing. And they want to see this kind of stuff, which is, makes us really great. Well, listen, they, half, want to half the stores
3: in the neighborhood now they're starting to dance it, and but they have draft, no yeah. idea what yeah. the. Like, it, it all depends on what level it is.
2: It's funny because I bought you know. a six pack the other day, and the guy's like, I "Can't believe you're paying fifteen dollars Spanish, you're paying fifteen dollars for that <laughs> six pack." I was like, 15 like, dollars, yeah, but you know they used to sell me Budweiser's here, yeah. <laughs> like six dollar packs."
0: Well, I mean, with beer, you you you, pay, you know, you you get what you or pay 20, for. It. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's it's. You got to pay a little bit extra, get, drink, get a better experience. You
3: keep drinking Natty Ice at Keystone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, or you still that
2: have, have that OE again. I don't know. They still, have, yeah. they still have OE? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I saw Hipster Place down the block. They had that shit. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they thought that was cool. I don't know, I mean, maybe. So aside from KCBC, obviously, like fresh beer straight from the source. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you're kind of the center of craft beer in the neighborhood?
3: Like if you want to explore the range you know what i mean uh i think so i mean i don't know I mean, no doubt no it's, doubt it's not Absolutely. so much to pat yourself on the back but i mean we know what a lot of the other places have um and kcbc the beer is great but you know what you could come here and you're gonna get a wide range i mean we have kcb kcbc whether it's on tap or in the, the can, but you'll 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 kind of
2: I guess they just walked by when we were here. Know, they came know. by, literally walked it over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're talking about brewers already established before they were that popular. That used to come. They used to mess with the sample. You know what I mean? So now they recognize like, Oh, you guys are still here, great. Now they're blowing it up, blowing up. And you know, sometimes you know, Joel has these relationships, which is great. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, they give us props. So yeah. in that sense, yeah, we have kind of. A good relationship so to speak with the brewers Like I said before, like with Bridget Tunnel too. Like I was talking, I went there on a Sunday night. We weren't open yet. But we were about to open about a week later this place was still a mess. There he is. I was talking there, to There, there. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean with the about the language? Come on. Yeah 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 <laughs> My bad. My bad. and uh, Rich heard that I was there the night before. Right right and uh, I was digging this beer that he had, he Diogenes had uh, style, um, imperial style, and I said, man, I want this for my opening, sure enough, I think it was Dan, somebody told him about it, he came here literally the next day with a keg, he's like, yo, you got? I heard that you wanted this, I and that's where I met him, and then obviously we were still here for about an hour talking, because he just has amazing stories, and that's the relationship we have.
0: We hope you enjoyed our show with Leo and Rich. Good times for sure. Want more? Need more? We got you covered. We continue the conversation with Leo and bring in Joel Suarez of The Sampler to kick it with the crew. Joel is a good dude and he's got a lot to say, so you don't want to miss the next episode. Stay tuned. It's dropping tomorrow. Follow the Craft Beer Odyssey. Check out Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, drink local, drink fresh, repeat.